Hello and welcome back to Mid-South Moments. We've got a special double episode. So two UWF television reviews in one podcast this week. Uh, the first with Daniel Phillips, the second with Stuart Roberts. Um, these were recorded way back on August the 18th, 2022 and also September the 2nd, 2022. Now I mentioned that because... You know, obviously, as I'm sure you're all aware, uh, we lost Queen Elizabeth II in the United Kingdom on September the 8th. Um, and these podcasts were, you know, recorded before then, you know, lots of jokes, lots of lightheartedness, etc. So um, it just didn't feel comfortable for me to release these um, thereafter, the, the two Tuesdays after, you know, um, during the national period of mourning and one day after the funeral. So um, I took the decision to, to pause the podcast, put it on sabbatical, um, and then I thought it was the best thing to do is release these in, in one go. So they're all together. Um, we've got an episode of three from with Stuart Roberts coming up tomorrow. And then we'll be back to uh, you know our normal schedule of UWF television reviews interspersed with three from. So I just thought I wanted to explain that really to the listeners. I really appreciate your support um, of the show. Uh, and I hope you enjoy this double episode. And I hope that my uh, downbeat voice about what has been a pretty devastating and pretty is an understatement period of time for our country is not put too much of a downer on your day um, but I think this next episode will hopefully um, uplift you from the downer that I have caused here but as I said thank you all for listening and here we go to UWF television reviews coming right up We welcome back to the show today, Dan Phillips, for his 52nd appearance on Mid-South Moments. How are you doing? We can stop saying how many now, if you want. No, we'll say it forever. And what fun we had. <laughs> what fun we had in Cardiff. We had the best time we've ever had in our lives. Oh. Roman Reigns and Drew was 18 stars. All Out yeah. is the best pay-per-view. We're loving life. If you And if you sign up to the Patreon, you get to hear what we did in the evening in Cardiff. Yep. Best, best night ever. You get a full report of Pop World. Yeah. <laughs> what song did Dan ask for a dedication at 3.55am of the last song of the night? Patreon.com forward slash Mid-South Moments. You'll get it all over there. Yeah. Um, I've got one, one non-wrestling related question to ask you before um, before we go. Have yeah. you ever watched Ted Lasso? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly finished it. The, the two series. It's absolutely incredible, isn't it? And you probably recognise half the places. Richmond, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. I can't believe that it's been, it's flown up. To be fair, Charlotte's been pestering me to, to watch it for about six months. I'm like, no, 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 I won't like it, I won't like it. It's so, so good. How and long ago did you watch it? About, I don't know, a year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I fully expect you've had a few tears as well. Yes, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very emotional, isn't it? It's very emotional. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good I'm show. I'm currently, I'm currently re-watching it. Oh, really? Because uh, Larissa, Larissa hasn't seen it. So, it's so uh, good. How far are you into it are, second time round? Uh, first series. Which first is series. First series. How good is Roy Kent? One of the best television characters Amazing. in history. And I like Amazing. Jamie Tart as well. It's just, it's the whole so thing is so good. So, yeah. so good. All right. Well, I'm glad about that. Because I was going to say you'd absolutely love it. But now, obviously, you've, you've proven that because you already watched it. It's great. Um, I, I actually got an Apple, Apple TV subscription just for it. Just for it. 
we got like a three month free thing, but I think we might keep yeah, it. It's quite, it's quite good. Um, That's what I did originally because I've got a new new phone stuff and it gives you three months. And anyway, we're just going to keep it. But streamers are getting out of hand now. I expect your streamers. We've got Netflix, Disney Plus, uh, Apple TV, Amazon, and also Discovery as well, which we've just I got for Discovery. 90 Day Fiance, which is very good. And then on the wrestling end, WWE Network, New Japan World, Fight TV Plus, Wrestle U- Wrestle Universe is a new one, and Stardom World as well. I have so, Rev Pro. Oh, you've got Rev Pro, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's just getting out of hand. Absolutely out yeah. of hand. Um, and we've got, well, hopefully, I don't know when tickets are gone. So hopefully in a few weeks' time, we've got New Japan two nights at Crystal Palace, which would be interesting. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Even better. This is probably the closest venue to where I live. Yeah, absolutely. You just get trained like one or two stops, don't you? I'd probably walk. Yeah. Oh, really? So we'll walk there. We will be at Fulham <laughs> on a Saturday. I, think. I hope that I hope that Saturday game is just three o'clock, and then we can head over there afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's time to get back to basics. The modern day wrestling party is over, and we're getting back in our time machines to a simpler time. Yes, it's the Universal Wrestling Federation from October the eleventh, nineteen eighty-six. Jim Ross and Michael Hayes are at the desk. Hayes had a lovely turquoise T-shirt on and some ruffles on the arm. This week, we had another title defence with Terry Gordy going up against Dr. Death, Steve Williams. And Ross talked about the tag title match last week with the Fantastics retaining. Plus, we'd have a new top 10 rankings and a special feature with Bill Apter of Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Bill Watts, which Hayes reacted to by asking Ross to gag me with a cowboy boot. Um, I thought the Apter thing had the potential to be fascinating, but I've just remembered what happened on this show. So I think it's going to be less fascinating. Any thoughts on this open? Uh, no, not really. Um, it's like the when he mentions about the top ten that's coming in. Yeah, and it but reminded me of the Sunday music charts. Oh yes, yeah. You were definitely someone that recorded it on the tape. I was, yeah, 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 definitely. You must have been as well, didn't you? Uh, I wasn't really into music. Oh, okay. I mean, I was. I had. To, I was. You're like the eldest in your about... house, though, aren't you? I suppose so. No, uh, yeah, yeah. All... your sister's younger, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But also, I was very much like of that silly thing that uh, I haven't got time for music because I'm obviously going to be a professional footballer. <laughs> and so, therefore, I haven't got time to do anything other than that. And I wish someone had told me at like seven, you're definitely not. Definitely not. Because then I might, have, yeah. I might have a bit more of a wider knowledge of things. thing is, because I grew up with two older sisters. Uh, well, really, my middle sister um, was the main one. And I've uh, there's... You, you may or may not have listened to this, but and I hope it survives the edit. Um, and this is going to be out weeks ago now. But I did a SummerSlam 1992 review with the guys from the Random Wrestling Review. And she, my sister, Melissa, features heavily in a anecdote because she basically barged her way onto Wembley Pitch and got us much better seats than we'd actually purchased that day. I may have told you that before. Um, yeah. But growing up with her in the house, she's 10 years older than me. It was it was like all romantic comedies, like any romantic comedies around like late 80s, Steel Magnolia, Pretty Woman, Cocktail, you name it. I watched all those films. And she was really into music. So we'd listen to the, like, the pop charts together. And that's why I was kind of more into music. It was all like brass and pop music and brother beyond i think was another terrible boy band from around that time new kids on the block as well so yeah alas i was one of those people with a tape ready and a a finger on the pause button to try and cut out the dj at the end um where were we okay up first gustavo mendoza versus chris adams adams again was out to eye of the tiger hayes talks about adams coming to uwf uh was like usfl players going back to the nfl where the money was and that was the big time 
Hayes even touched on the adversity Adams had faced in his life, including his split with Gino Hernandez and Hernandez's eventual passing. Really good stuff from Hayes here. Um, Adams won with a not great looking super kick, which appears to be a theme at the moment. Uh, what did you think of this short match? Yeah, um, Mendoza, I was looking through my notes, as you know, mm. just as a side everyone. I've got my new, I got my new Mid-South old, old, it, actually just to clarify, I've got my new Mid-South Moments notebook. Um, there is no discount for the fact that the brand has changed. Just want everyone to know. It's not like you go on the store and it says, you know, oh, we've changed our branding. Um, There's no discount. Therefore, yeah. Therefore, you know, this is last year's stock. You're still paying full price. <laughs> um, but I've gone, I've gone for the, the only design I haven't got anything on so far, which is a, a lovely jacket. Yeah, from the man that no longer is. God rest um, his soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as I was writing my notes up because I am sad like that because they were in non mid south books. <laughs> I can't believe you me. did that, but I am impressed. Uh, and it took literally the whole afternoon. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of sort of things shows I've watched and Mendoza's on loads now. He's like yeah. a, he's like a solid fixture. Um, yeah, they mentioned WrestleFest again, which we discussed last week, which was a bit. Was WrestleFest competition for WrestleMania, or was it? No, just more it's of just a, a it's just a heavily promoted house show. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got Chris Adams with a similar super kick to that of Savannah's. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, as I said before, they're not super. He kicked him, and he yes, won. yeah, yeah, not the best. Uh, we got a nice shot of the crowd after the break with the two rings. And it did look pretty full, full I thought. Um, Ross talks about Hayes meeting with David Lee Roth in Little Rock. And Hayes said that a lot of Jack went down. But what he wants to talk about was Steve Williams and how he could not beat Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Ross then threw to a feature on WrestleFest that we didn't get. Then even more disappointingly, the top 10, as we seem to have some robotic sounds, which now hopefully have gone, uh, the top 10 um, was just read out by Ross while the camera was on a wide arena shot. No um, graphic. No graphic. Did you bother writing these down? Because I did not, but I feel like this is a sort of thorough thing you would do as the most hardworking man in, in uh, podcasting. I've wrote, wrote them down. Do you want to go through them? What you could do well, in post-edit, you could put over that soundtrack they used to have on the top of the box. Joe, if this wasn't the third episode I've got to <laughs> sort out, I might do that, but I will not do that. <laughs> um, okay. In a, in a 10 yep. is Tatum. Okay. In at nine, Chavo Guerrero. In at eight, Missing Link. Seven, Michael Hayes. Six, Terry Taylor. Five, the one-man gang. Four, Dr. Death. And the top three, I'm going to leave to you to guess. Oh, I don't care. Ted DiBiase, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Number three. Number two. Uh, it must be Gordy, mustn't it? Gordy's the champion, so he's not in it. Oh, um, one-man gang? Oh, I've had him. He's number five. Buddy Roberts. Oh, crikey. What a joke. What a joke. Um, um, yeah, so there you go. Well, that's very good that you wrote that. I thought you'd write them down and you didn't let me didn't let me down at all. Uh, the UWF... Northern Day Andy Peters. <laughs> the UWF heavyweight title was on the line when we came back. And again, we saw the wide angle shot, which did make this feel like a big deal with the crowd nicely lit up. 
Gordy was out first, and Ross talks about this being a rematch of their earlier encounter when neither man was pinned. Williams was out second to Bruce Springsteen's board in the USA to a good reaction, and this was one full with TV time remaining. Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out to ringside and got on the microphone, and he said he wants to make one thing clear. Whoever wins this match, his good friend Dr. Death, or that scum Terry Gordy, he wants the winner, and a contract has been signed accordingly. Um, they then went to break, but... Um, Hayes was shown walking down to ringside. Um, the cuts in this one were a little odd in and out of the breaks. I don't know what was going on. This is a theme throughout. Duggan and Hayes then got into it on the outside and Gordy and Williams joined the brawl. Ross was not speaking during this bit. So it's almost like they were presenting something like the cameras were left rolling. Then still with no commentary, Skander Akbar came out with Savannah Jack and the one-man gang. The babyfaces got beaten down with Hayes coming off the ring apron onto Williams' arm over it was while it was over the guardrail. Duggan was in the ring and Adams and Parsons came out for the save. They didn't really do anything. Finally, there was some noise from Ross and it sounded like he said, get the F shit, what stinks? The heels left. And then Williams was tended by Duggan and Co. and eventually led away. Williams was shortly back off to All Japan. So I guess that was the way of writing him off. If that wasn't, well, I don't know. What the hell was going on here? And what actually aired here? This is a theme throughout. This is some weird production tape of this rather than what oh, aired on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we normally say on these shows, you know, if you've got a must-watch, just watch that bit and just everyone <laughs> tell me what you reckon Jim Ross says. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh crikey. It wasn't the best, was it? Uh, we then got Ross saying he couldn't believe what had happened during the break, even though we'd seen it. <laughs> then he said they were going to air it. He, but... might, be, he, might, be to, he might have been talking about whatever stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross said Williams had an elbow injury and seemingly his shot was gone. But then back, Born in the USA started again. And Ross said he wasn't going to let this opportunity go. Gordy was still out there. This is all really weird. Uh, and they also carried on playing the song way too long after the bell went. Williams worked this not using his left arm and Gordy kind of attacked it throughout. There's a big go, go Steve, go chant as Gordy dropped knees on the on the injured arm. Um, again, this was weird because we've got action, and I use that term loosely, during the break when Gordy was sort of lying on Williams, but Ross wasn't talking, although he did cough once. Um, I've just got no idea where someone got this tape from. I have seen some weird rough cut UWF stuff uh, previously on YouTube. So someone's got these from somewhere, maybe an old TV studio, perhaps. I don't. I really don't know. Uh, Williams sold the arm and sold the arm, but then used it for an Irish whip, which made absolutely no sense at all. Uh, Ross was putting over Williams' effort hugely on commentary, calling him a thoroughbred and a winner. Uh, at the 10-minute mark, Hayes came back out. He distracted the main ref while Gordy put something in his hand and drilled Williams with it in just under 11 minutes. I hate to say it, but as hard as Ross pushed this and as good of a job as he did, there were bits I really didn't like, especially the mid-match timeout the wrestlers basically had. Uh, what did you think of this Universal Heavyweight title match? Yeah, so... <laughs> right, OK. So, first of all, Duggar was introduced as the president of the Double T Lumber Company. Um, <laughs> and he's just come out to, in essence, say, I'm going to wrestle the winner. Then Hayes comes down. And I'm thinking every match at the moment seems to have some sort of element about side interference. Yeah. yeah. Or even in a principle of even started. That seems quite common here. Not, you know, often you get the match and then after. UWF seems to do a lot of pre-match kicking off. And then it just completely dilutes the match. Yeah, itself. I completely agree. Then that, bar, then that bar comes out. Then I've got no commentary. Are we in that break? Yes. Have I got him going, 
get the shit. What stinks? <laughs> is what yeah. I wrote down. And I've rewound. Um, then, so the Doctor that's attacked. And can I just say, the uh, move on him where Hayes comes down on his arm, pretty deep. Like, I was like, that would Yeah, yeah it was good. I, I, thought, I thought it was a decent, for uh, outside brawls, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, as outside brawls go. Right? Um, puts his left arm out for action. So then, obviously, then the whole match is focused around his arm. Um, then, so do you want me to go through the match as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Then, Go- then Gordy climbs to the top rope, and it completely changes the match because then Doctor Death turns into like a ball, really running a bit round, like um, missing link with his head, modifying modifying moves to only do with one arm. I mean, the pile driver lifting him up by his pants was brilliant. Yeah, I quite like these bits. I thought I thought Doctor Death's uh, yeah, that adapt, adaptation to his wrestling style with one arm was actually quite clever. Um, and actually, that pole drive wouldn't ordinarily be enough to win, I would have said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got the usual Gordy with the foreign object, steals the win. JR completely loses the plot. Um, clearly stinks in the point of the booth. <laughs> it's all kicking off. Um, and we move on to our backup matches. <laughs> yeah, crikey. This is just this was a mad old uh, show, this one. On commentary after yeah. the break, we had the new combo of Jim Ross and Eddie Gilbert. Ross threw to a package on Bill Watts with him having won an award, and Gilbert brilliantly said, big deal. And then we didn't get the package. The package was cut out. So I think, again, this is, this is the core footage from the arena, and anything else is not there, which is really weird. Oh, yeah, no, there's no backstage interviews in this show at all, is there? This one. Because there wasn't the UWF stuff with no, Terry Taylor was last was last week. Um, John Tatum, Jack Victor, and Missy Hyatt came out next. Eddie said he knew Missy better than anyone else. Um, he said Missy had told him that she hates taking off Tatum's robe, which made me laugh. This tag team was going to be going up against the Missing Link and Iceman King Parsons, and Ross said this was going to be tremendous. You can bet on it. Parsons shoved Tatum's balls to Victory's face in the air during this, and they dropped into the floor, which was good fun. Um, and if I'm completely honest, I watched the final 10 minutes of this week's episode after finishing SummerSlam 92, as I talked about earlier on, uh, and my heart was still racing, thinking about Brett and Bulldogs. So perhaps I wasn't in a good place for this, this match. Um, I've forgotten about the balls thing. Sometimes I watch these shows weeks before we record, just because so, I fit it in with time, and I just, I, I'm surprised what I've got in my own notes. Um, we got another... <laughs> We got another weird break when we could hear Ross and Gilbert talking to one another. And Ross said there were a lot of cows and horses at the fair. He said something about getting Missy and raising little Johns and little Eddies, which I didn't really understand. Ross said next week we'd have the Fantastics and Ted DiBiossi plus the new TV champion Buddy Roberts. And they'd be talking about the first UWF Pro Wrestling Illustrated Tournament. Hyatt tried to hold onto Link's leg until Journey chased after and they got into the ring as Ross signed off, albeit there were still two minutes on the tape, um, we heard the sound of the mics go down, but we could still hear some of the background noise and Tatum and Victory just walked off along with fire. So as I said, this is a really, really odd episode. This is not a proper television presented episode of UWF. Um, this is this is on YouTube. So if you search UWF uh, October 11, 1986, you'll find this. Uh, what do you think of this tag at the end and what are your final thoughts on this week of uh, Universal Wrestling Fun? So we went to the backup matches. I was told we're getting two. We only got one. So yeah. Sure, maybe not. Um, yeah. What did Bill win? He also he said he went with um, 
Did he say he went with he went with Chav, Chavo? Chavo? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bill Watson Chavo went and I, and they went with the PWA guy. PWI guy. Yeah. Um, and I've been on the list of PWI awards, which I'm on a lot at the moment. Yes. Um, I'm really enjoying your and, series. You'll probably be finished by the time and, you hear this, yeah. And it will be, yeah. Yeah. And um I can't find I've looked for sort of 85, 86. And there's nothing there that I could have thought why Bill would be there. So it's not one of these awards, I don't think. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I can't find anything that would be, you know, if I look at, I don't know. So so if not, I'll take a quick rundown. There's no harm there. So like wrestler of the year for, so I'm thinking if this isn't, we're at the end of 86, or would it be, I mean, I mean, 85 and 86 was flair, right? Yeah. Then you've got woman of the year. Obviously, they didn't do the award from 76 to 2000. There wasn't an award. There were Tag no women during that time. Yeah. Tag Team 85 was Warriors. 86 was Rock and Roll Express. Uh, match of the year for 86 was Flair, Dusty Rhodes. And for 85 was WrestleMania 1, main event. The feud of the year was Hulk Hogan v. Orndorff. 86, the only one. Most popular wrestler, 85 Hogan, 86 Roddy Piper. There's no most hated wrestler, 85 Roddy Piper, 86 Orndorff. Comeback of the year, they didn't do it then. Most improved wrestler, Steve Steve Williams got it in 85. Terry Gordy in 86. But again, he went with Chavo, right? Chavo, how do you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. Inspirational wrestler of the year, Mike Von Eric, Chris Adams. Like, there's nothing there. Um, rookie of the year, Nord the Barbarian, Lex Luger. Like, it's just nothing to say that it would be them. Um, manager of the year, I thought maybe, but as Lou Albano and Jimmy Hart. Um, and uh, the Midget Wrestler of the Year Award stopped in 1976. Did it? Okay. So, yeah. After Lord Littlebrook won it. He beat Sky Low, Low, Cowboy, Lang and Diamond and Lil. That was the one that they were all looking for. And um, yeah, they got... So, yeah, so I don't quite know what that was all about. Um, in regards to the match itself, um, I, I made a point that JR keeps getting in his Crayola uh, uh, advertising. Um, Gilbert makes me laugh, so complimentary about Hyatt. And obviously, you know, as we know, that was that, that continued off air. Um, it, it's, it's becoming a bit of a Hyatt versus Dark Journey subplot. Um, you wonder if they, you know, are they actually going to fight at one stage? I don't know. Well, I think uh, I think they have been actually, or, or they're certainly. I think they're certainly the plan. In fact, while you're looking at that, let me um, let me. I'll just have a quick quick look, look at that on Cage Max. I'm pretty sure they did do some matches. Okay. Um, nice. They used the other ring this time. Spread the love. Yeah. Um, I thought Ice Man. He had some great drop kicks. He done a little spell. He done some great drop kicks. A couple of clotheslines and a little dance. Loved all that. Um, yeah, going back to uh, Journey and Hyatt, they did uh, singles matches um, towards the back end of '86. And around the time that we're watching, it was typically uh, mixed tags: Dark Journey and Missing Link versus Tate yeah, and Hyatt. So, so they were doing it. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, yeah. so, but it feels like a lot of this, as I, I sort of touched upon, like it's a lot about Hayes and and, and um, Gilbert and stuff. But these two's feud has been ongoing, and yet yeah. nothing. We've not seen a culmination at all so i think it must be given the way this show closes um i think it's sort of a matter of time 
before we might see it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know where they go. Where they're going to go with it? To be honest, it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the hot stuff and high have kind of sort of split, but it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. I, I feel like the show. I hope it gets better again, but I feel like the show was really, really, really strong for a number of weeks, and now it's kind of um, not not there. I'd say I don't think it's you know it's certainly not where it was uh, you know a month or so back, and I'm hoping this is not yeah. going to be a sad, sad decline because. You know, if it's just bad wrestling and bad wrestling TV, that's not something I will stick with it. But it's, you know, it's sad watching the death of promotion. Now, I don't think this was quite the same way because obviously it was a sale rather than like a pure, pure death. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it'll be, it'll be sad if the TV completely falls off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess for me, the, the key would be one thing they could do is continue the uh, uncensored JR during the ads moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe footage of him getting messy, messy at the fair, and then going yes. home. Yeah, and and everyone circling their wagons. I bet he was um, a nightmare at that fair. Hundred percent nightmare. Uh, he yeah. sounded like he was going to have a, a great time. Yeah, he sounded like he was going to have a great time. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it, I don't quite know where it's going. It's just I feel like it's just chucking everyone in and seeing what comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a, he's just going, right, well, you go down to the ring now and let's see if maybe, I don't know, who the crowd cheer for the most. Yeah. And we'll go with that angle or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this wasn't wasn't a prime week. And I think with, without Williams and DiBiase over the coming weeks because they're of their Japan commitments, I'm not sure we're going to get too much stuff before uh, before Christmas that is good. But, yeah, anything else to add on this before we... Uh, you've, you've done a, a sterling effort over the last few weeks with your podcasting. Clash at the Castle was 10,000 downloads. So really pleased everyone that listened to that. So, yeah. Anything else to add? No, I'm good, mate. Good I'm stuff. Good. Right. Thank you all for listening. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Stuart Roberts is here with me today. And we are together in person at Pro Wrestling Moments HQ the night before Clash at the Castle. How are you doing today, Stu? Mate, I am super pumped to be down here. It's just awesome to be able to do a podcast actually in person we've got clash of the castle tomorrow very excited i've got a gin and tonic i am in a good place yes we've got what have we got in the background west brom versus burnley so does that what if if carlsberg made friday nights this is it right here so um yeah obviously we can't talk about clash at the castle because that is tomorrow and by the time you're listening to our voices you'll have heard all of our in-person thoughts about that so why don't we get straight on with our uwf television review from october the 18th 1986 uh, and jim ross and michael hayes were at the desk and hayes shouted they love me as the crowd cheered Ross said that Nature Boy Buddy Landell would be making his UWF debut, which is true, I guess, but is actually a return for the first time since his last Mid-South appearance way back in February 1985. We would also see a special feature on TV champion Buddy Roberts, The Missing Link and Chris Adams vs. One Man Gang and Savannah Jack. And in addition to all of that good stuff, we'd also be seeing a country-whipping tag team match, Buddy Roberts and Michael Hayes vs. Ted DiBiase and Terry Taylor, Hayes said the rules were simple. They get belts, we get belts, and the best men would win. Hayes said it wouldn't be purely sexy, and instead it would be purely sadistic. Uh, first match was Jeff Rates versus Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Um, Stu, could you guess Landell's age in this first match? Well, before I do that, I just uh, great intro into the podcast. Uh, we've got to give a shout out though for for Hayes's silver sparkly 
uh, wrestling trousers. I thought they were they were they were stunning. Uh, Buddy Land. Oh well. Uh, I mean, he was referred to as a veteran. I think so. I'm I'm probably going to go for fifty. He was twenty five. Jeez. Yeah, twenty five. He had he had a, t- a paper on in Beirut before this. Uh, he looked. I thought he looked probably late thirties, and, and I I think this, the lifestyle of an eighties wrestler certainly didn't help him here. Um, Landell won the min- won the match in one minute and forty seconds, uh, and most of that time was taken up by me doing the maths to work out how old Landell had been here. Uh, what did you think of this opener between Jeff Rates and Nature Boy at Buddy Landell? I mean, it's quite quite difficult isn't it to give to give too much commentary on a match that lasts one minute forty. Uh, you know, great chops uh, from from Landell. Um, yeah, I, I I saw like like the way what I did like was there was like a reverse chin lock, and it was actually nice to see the referee actually check. Oh, this is not an illegal choke. You know, you don't really tend to see that too much too much nowadays. Um, and I thought the figure four that was applied in a slightly different way to how you normally do it is very methodical, almost from the side. He put mm. the figure four. The figure four on but um yeah th- there's not really a massive amount to say um no so i'll have a sip of gin while we move <laughs> on to the next match <laughs> go ahead i think you've, you've earned it after that review um next up jumping joseph oldie versus jack victory who was accompanied by missy hyatt hyatt had a very classy outfit on of an electric blue long skirt and lovely white blouse hay said on commentary that there's been many there have been many world champions but there's only one champion of the universe and that's terry gordy Ross told Hayes that Gordy doesn't need his help, um, so I wonder if this is foreshadowing something in the future. Um, Eddie Gilbert came out just before the three-minute mark of this match and presented Hyatt with a present on the outside that Hayes speculated looked like a box of candy. Victory finished this off with an elbow from the middle rope in three minutes and 33 seconds. Mm-hmm. Hyatt got in the ring to celebrate with Victory, who looked happy slash a little bit confused. And I'm not sure whether he was supposed to react like that uh, here. Um, or what really was going on here. What did you make of this match and the continuation of the love triangle angle with Gilbert, Hyatt and Tatum? So, I mean, I, I, I always love a match when it starts with a really aggressive collar and elbow tie-up, which is what this yep. match did. I, 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 I always think that sets the bar of, of what that's going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, some some you know, Joe got in some quite, actually some quite good offence, actually some, some good headlocks, side headlock takeover. I didn't realize Victory was so tall as well. He's a, he's a big guy, isn't he? He's a he's a he's a tall guy. So, um, but yeah, but you, you know, there was a great snap suplex from Victory, uh, and I mean, a, a lot of snap in that. That was that was good as well. Um, and then obviously the Eddie Gil, Eddie Gil would come down to the ring. You sort of like lost a little bit of the 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 in ring action there. I would challenge you one thing. I I thought Missy Hyatt's dress was sort of like a jade green, but whether that was my my oh, okay. whether it was my YouTube because I was watching <laughs> it on my phone. Whether that was uh, uh, my 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 brightness settings on my phone might have distorted the color ever so slightly. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah um, yeah. I mean, great great elbow drop from the from the rope, like you say, and then. Hyatt came into the ring to raise Victory. I didn't really notice much. I, I I almost thought Victory was a bit oblivious to all what was going on outside, yeah. really. So um, so yeah. But I mean, it was a good it was a good match. I did a bit of. I was looking at. Um, I, I hopped on Wikipedia to look at Jumping Joe Savoldi, and what I didn't realise was it took me to a page of uh, a wrestler that died in 1974 called yeah. Jumping Joe uh, Savoldi. But the these. They're no relation to each other. And I think from what I was reading, there was an angle that was played out like father and son type angle about, oh, was he your dad? And, and obviously there's, there's just no connection there at all. 
Um, but I didn't, I, like I say, I didn't, you know, bit of background information there that I hadn't, I hadn't realised. So, yeah, it's weird. so yeah. I wonder, that, that's, that's strange, isn't it? You, so, they, so they played a father and son angle, but they weren't related. Yes. Yeah, okay, interesting, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Next up, we had a special feature on the new UWF television champion. Ross said he wanted to interject first and say, if this was a National Football League, then Roberts wouldn't be champion now because they would have been able to review the decision on instant replay. Hay said they don't do that in the UWF and that rule is not working in the NFL. This is a human sport and they don't need computers and all that sort of stuff. We then got a shot of Roberts winning the title with the tights being held, that's Terry Taylor's tights, and then a backstage interview in front of the, the UWF set with the Freebirds and Hayes conducting this. Um, Hayes said he was so proud to be standing with both the champions and he asked Roberts how it felt to beat Taylor. Um, Roberts said it was quite an honour to beat a wrestler like Taylor right in the middle of the ring, obviously putting over the fact that he cheated there and being kind of smarmy about it. Hayes asked Roberts if he was going to give other wrestlers a chance. Roberts said Taylor needed to wait in the weeds for a bit, but next week he would provide a list of people he would face. They switched to Gordy and talked about Williams being out once again, and also, um, sorry, and also, uh, Williams was basically off with New Jap- with all Japan rather than New Japan touring at this point. Uh, and mentioned someone he knew who was a seven-time world champion, but he'd never been universal champion. I'm thinking maybe he meant Harley Race there, but I'm not 100 sure. We then got a recap of what happened last week before the Gordy and Williams match, and the angle showing Williams' arm being injured. What did you make of all of this? Uh, yeah, I, I like this. Uh, it, obviously, uh, Hayes was forecasting just how rubbish VAR is going to be in, in football, is what I noticed. That yes. We don't need computers. Please just get rid of VAR. Would you get rid of VAR? Yes. Interesting. I hate it. Hmm. VA, VAR. Sorry, we, we digress. We always sort of like go digress onto no, other no, subjects, don't we? That's what it's all about. VAR in the Russian World Cup, I thought was so superb. It enhanced the quality of the tournament. But in England, it's just this. I I just don't get it at all. All the you know, like drawing the lines and you know, VAR decisions should be very snappy. But sometimes you know, you're waiting three, four minutes, aren't you? Sometimes for a decision, yeah. and it almost feels like they're looking for ways not to give the decision unless you're a big club. And I think there is that thing where you're celebrating with something in the back of your mind. Are they yeah. gonna? Are they going to um, yeah. disallow this? Which which does does impact you it definitely impacts yeah. your, your viewing experience yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so but but um no i, I really like this problem i saw like, i don't know whether I, I misheard this or not but i sort of like picked up that that um unless like i say i might have misheard this that hayes almost referenced buddy jack roberts as as being the number one challenger to 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 terry gordia or did i miss no did you I got miss... that right so that so the tv champion is the yeah. number one contender to the universal champion yes yeah. so yeah. i didn't know if they were starting the a slow burner build to something there maybe um but yeah I, I love listening to them i think they do great they do great promos uh, you know bam bam i think is 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 a great talker love it um, yeah and, and gordy are particularly good I think, yeah on that. yeah 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 so um you know but i think i think uh buddy jack you, you know he started to he i think his promos have started to improve quite significantly actually and stuff like that i suppose but when you spend time with them sort of guys you can only learn off them can't you really Absolutely. so yeah so definitely next up we had savannah jack and the one-man gang going up against can I, before you oh, before sorry, you start yeah, can, can i i think we might have missed a match gary young chavo guerrero i've not got any notes about that oh Okay. So, is that, is that, this is a first. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So, right. Well, uh, I, I, <laughs> I haven't got a timing, but this is probably one of the most friendliest matches that I've uh, I've seen. I nice hand, nice handshake to start. Um, 
there was a, a crisscross across the ring, followed by another handshake. Um, Young then took Guerrero down with a, a headlock, uh, followed by a shoulder tackle. Um, what else happened in that? Uh, and then they both missed moves. Um, and and then, then we had a reverse kick from Guerrero, followed by a pin attempt, which Young kicked out of. Um, they then moved into a test of strength, actually, which which I quite liked. Um, and then then a, then a really good monkey flip from Chavo Guerrero. Um, Gary Young sort of like bridged out of the pin, so it was a good test of strength there. Um, there was a lot of mat work in this, a lot of mat work in this game, and then and then obviously um, uh, Michael Hayes then announced that there's going to be three title matches on the show show next week, so that's certainly something to look forward to. Um, but then Chavo Guerrero finished it off with a back to belly to back suplex with the match, and then then a handshake at the end. Technically, a very good match. Wow. I would probably, if I was guesstimating, I'd probably say about five minutes. Really? I, was, I can't believe I've done that. I really, so, really am shocked. Well, I wasn't going to say it because I thought, oh, I wonder if he's going to come to it after. Because the actual, pro- then that's what then followed the promo, then followed after after, after that so with Hayes and that. the match so. was before that promo? Yeah. How odd. That's really, really strange. You've not missed a page off your... No, not- I don't think... Oh, ne- yeah, I have. I have. I've missed the whole page. Oh, no, I've missed that section. Next up, Gary Young versus Chavo I have got it. Ross t- talks about thanking viewers in Los Angeles on a Saturday morning. Another example of the strength of the penetration of the syndication. Yeah, that is terrible. It is getting a little bit dark in this room, actually. So I think, uh, I think in your defence, it it is, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of the reason why I missed that in my notes. So next up, we had Savannah so happy to Jack. fill the gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. That's great. Great co-host in there. And next up, we had Savannah Jack and the one-man gang going up against Chris Adams and the missing link along with Dark Journey. Hayes said that he doesn't like Journey because she keeps sending him letters and then lying about it. Um, and as part two of this week's fashion watch, Journey was wearing a kind of leopard print silk blouse um, and a pair of high tops with huge tongues on them, a bit like, do you remember the old LA gear sort of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Um, when I think Journey just about edged it, mainly down to those trainers, albeit I did like high skirt. What would, who would you give the fashion victory to this week out of Hyatt and Journey? I think I'd go with Hyatt, me. Really? Well, yeah. one will draw. Um, you can sign up now to patreon.com forward slash mid-south moments for a special 60-minute episode from Stu and I detailing all of our thoughts about what is hot and what is not in ladies' fashion this autumn. <laughs> so sign up this sign now off so I should say fall for our American listeners. Um, this match was okay for two and a half minutes until Leroy Brown got in there and seemed to not know what to do. Uh, the ref called for the bell, Akbar got in and accidentally hit Savannah Jack. I thought this was a total, total mess at the end, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, after the break, Akbar was scolding Jack in the ring and told him not to disobey him as Jack told him to get out of his face. Uh, I thought Jack showed some good fire here until he was struck by Akbar. And when he went for him, the one-man gang and Brown beat him down, basically. Uh, albeit Jack managed to avoid a gang splash and cleared house until Akbar leapt out of it. Uh, albeit Jack managed to avoid a gang splash and cleared house until leapt out of the ring, I meant to say. Um, the match and this post-match angle, I thought, were really all over the shot. What did you make of all of this? Yeah, so um, you know, before the match started, didn't we? We had a little bit of footage, didn't we, of Hayes having a go at. Uh, there was like a little bit of uh, footage about Hayes having a pop at Duggan, and then it all broke down, didn't it? Um, and that sort of like brought uh, devastation incorporation in. Um, so they sort of like um, attacked Duggan, and the Freebirds then attacked sort of like Doc, uh, uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, you know. But then we moved into the match, and, and what I picked up from some of the commentary was. You know, Hayes really sort of like 
the way he was talking it, it was like he didn't like Akbar, and I just wonder if that start if that's like starting to legitimise yeah. a bit of a threat to the Freebirds from from devastation. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the first couple of minutes of this match was. I mean, I've never been a big lover of one man gang to be honest. No. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I, I, I thought it sort of like started okay. I mean, uh, Hayes made a very interesting comment that. Um, Savannah Jack was the only like real wrestler in Akbar's stable, so I thought that was quite an interesting, interesting comment as well. Um, and then obviously Hayes left the commentary booth, left left it with JR, and and then it, it like you said, it just got really messy yeah. after that, didn't it? Um, JR was I think about to explode at one point. Um, it yeah, I think it was a uh, it, it ended up. I mean, it probably should have been a DQ a couple of minutes beforehand, but then it, I think I think then um, I think it was when Akbar hit hit uh savannah in the face with the whip or whatever it was i think that's what then caused a dq um it just went crazy after that really but yeah like you say in the in the post match sort of like they tried to beat jack down one man gang mr 747 and then uh savannah jack he super kicked both both of them out of the ring so um messy is what i would say yes not At best. the best not best uh, the country whipping tag match of buddy jack roberts and michael hayes versus terry taylor and ted dibiase was next Hayes' dancing on the middle rope was quite the sight to behold, and he even smashed out some moonwalking while in the ring. Um, they got though his moonwalking a bit unsavoury. Given perhaps we should move away from that subject. Actually, I don't want to talk about Michael Jackson. Let's let's hastily move away. Uh, they got into it as soon as Taylor and DiBiase got into the ring, and the crowd lit up for the belt shots. Um, DiBiase unusually was dressed pretty much exactly like a 1986 Hulk Hogan. Um, as I struggle with my notes in the time where Hogan would occasionally still wear white boots. Um, things calmed down a bit and they were able to do the ring introductions. And Ross said on commentary that he respected Savannah, he respected Savannah Jack for standing up to Skandar Akbar. Um, I thought the addition of the straps meant that there were a lot of stand-up shots with these and not all that much wrestling in parts. Um, anytime DiBiase was in, uh, this went up a level definitely and was enjoyable in front of a massively invested crowd. Taylor beat Roberts with a crossbody in 8 minutes and 54 seconds. Post-match, we've got an interloper as Finn the Cat joins us. Um, Post-match, Taylor was thrown throat first into the guardrail by Hayes. And in ring, Roberts tried to pile drive DiBiase, but Ted managed to flip out of it. He then pulled out a trick from the past in pulling out the loaded glove. But before he could use it, Hayes attacked him from behind. He took the glove with Ross screaming, This has never happened, and then nailed him with it. Taylor came in for the save as DiBiase was lying KO'd. The show then went off the air with the heels walking to the back, looking pretty pleased with their dastardly work. So what did you think of the match and the post-match angle here? So the match, um, I, I'm quite surprised that you said it was eight minutes because it felt like a lot longer, but mm. it was uh, it's probably because I was quite invested into it because I think anything like when you have strap matches, you know it's going to be pretty... You know, it's it's going to be pretty brutal, and I, and I thought they really licked each other with those yeah, those belts, didn't they? Yeah. Some of the shots were just pretty. There was one time where um, I can't remember if it was Taylor or DiBiase, but one of them whipped Roberts in the face with the belt and yeah. stuff. Like it, it was, it were really good. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was it was a good brawl. Crowd were super invested into it. Again, Jim Ross was just going to go. He was just going absolutely mental and stuff like that. But they did get a few bits of little bits of wrestling in there as well. As well, I did like the use of the strap on the throat as well, where they sort of like held it up and then pushed it into their throats. So I thought that was yeah, that, that was, was slightly good. different, and I, and always enjoy them uh, uh, 
dragging dragging him around the ring with the with the uh with the belt and stuff or with the belt and that so yeah it was i mean yeah it was great and like you say at the end the the, the post-match angle was was quite interesting with the loaded glove and things like that so uh, i really enjoyed it really enjoyed it um but I think I've always found anything with the Freebirds in. I do, I do enjoy because yeah, they're, 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 they're really charismatic, aren't they, and stuff like that. So it's uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. I think the Hayes and Jim Ross uh, commentary duo is, is, I wouldn't say underrated. I don't think anyone's you know, no one's sort of saying that they're not as good as a underrated is kind of a weird yeah. term, I suppose. But I think they're phenomenally good, and it's just a pity they didn't work together longer. But every yeah. time they're on the show together, I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a pretty fun show, to be honest. I thought the weakest parts were the finish and the post-match of the one-man gang tag. Yeah. But that aside, this is enjoyable and really flew by. And I think that's probably represented in our notes. It just was a yeah. you know, quick, you know, a kind of a very easy-to-watch show with nothing offensive on it. So what are your final thoughts on this October the 18th, nineteen six I... episode of the Universal Wrestling? I've written Mid-South Wrestling, but that is wrong. I need to stop living in the past. Uh, I really enjoyed this show. Um, like you say, there wasn't. Uh, I didn't really particularly think there was. I mean, the the Jeff Rates, Nature Boy, Buddy Landell, that was a bit of a um, bit of a filler, really. But it was at the start. So once you then got into the main action, I think every pretty much every match, even even like the the devastation in Incorporated and, and the missing link and Chris Adams started off well. It just broke down a little bit at the end. But on the whole. Um, I, I I'll give this show a, a healthy eight out of ten. Worth wow, a watch. That is Worth very, a watch. Very strong. Definitely. Phrase. Right, that is a bit of a whistle stop episode this week. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Stu will be back next week uh, with myself, still from Universal. What are we called now? Pro Wrestling Moments HQ. Crikey, the, the name changed. I was going to call us Universal Wrestling Federation Moments, but that is not the name of this show. We'll be back next week with an episode of, th- of three from. God, I've lost the plot. And until then, thanks for listening. We shall speak to you again very, very soon. Yeah, this is Eric Watts. And for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.